It's wonderful to have uh, all of you out to begin our Thanksgiving day together here at the Lord's altar. Um, a mass like this is tricky because um, some of you, well, you, you attend different masses and when we have one main mass, which is beautiful, uh, there are five of you who think that the pew that you're in belongs only to you and you forget that there are other masses where other people say, this is my pew. So I just, I, I notice some of you are not where you normally sit. Please, I hope you're okay with that today. Um, so, yeah, but I, I'm grateful that you're here. Uh, really good to have back some of our college students, um, our seminarians, um, a couple of our seminarians, at least one, uh, back from seminary as well. Um, th this is such a, a good and, and beautiful day for us to offer our real sincere thanks and gratitude to the Lord. There's a, there's a researcher, a psychology researcher, who has spent his career uh, asking a really basic question about relationships. Um, what makes them work and what leads them to fail? And in his years of research, he has identified what he describes as the four horsemen who uh, most uh, reliably predict the failure of a relationship, in particular marriage, and uh, the, the main primary horseman, the, the single, from his research, the single greatest predictor of a marriage failing, he says, is contempt. When you begin to observe that in a relationship, certainly in marriage, but in other relationships as well, when you begin to observe a regular pattern of contempt, that standing back in kind of the prideful judgment over another. That, he says in his research, is the single strongest predictor, 91% predictor of a relationship having all kinds of struggles. Other research from, from other people that complement that is that, this probably won't be a great surprise, but that the, the antidote to that resentment that causes us to stand back in judgment of another, to, to push back against them and really just basically not love them. The antidote to that is gratitude. Uh, there's a whole other body of research that shows that gratitude, um, not just shallow gratitude, but the kind that, that causes you to dig a little bit deeper and to be vulnerable, especially with your spouse, as you uh, sincerely and, and in a vulnerable way give thanks for, for, for blessings and for, for what your spouse has done or the other person in relationship has done, that cannot coexist in the same place as contempt. And so this other body of research identifies gratitude as the antidote. And another set of research from all of that shows that the act of, of gratitude we might think that it, it first is a blessing and a benefit for the one who's being grateful, and it is, but in a, in a surprising way, the, the, the healing that comes is also very highly present and invisible in, in the one who's receiving the gratitude and also even just in those who observe acts of gratitude. And so there's this, this tremendous healing power around it. So that's led other uh, marriage counselors to, to take all of that and try to translate it into 
just really practical, uh, helpful things for couples. There's one who just has his couples uh, play what he says, that, that the game of, of gratitude tennis, which he says just what he tells his couples is spend three minutes just volleying back and forth where one of you would offer uh, something that you're grateful for and then the other returns that back and forth for just three minutes. And, and there's a tremendous amount of healing that can come. What he does note, though, is, is that very often when one spouse says, I think that we need to play that game of gratitude tennis, it can often be met with a rolling of the eyes, which he says, there's the contempt right there. And the reason that happens, he notes, is because it's easy to offer gratitude, kind of in air quotes, for shallow things, like today. Oh, I'm really grateful that it's not raining on Thanksgiving. But the, the gratitude that's most healing is the stuff that comes from deeper in the heart that requires real vulnerability and, and like, like that real transparency. And that's hard to do. But there's so much healing that comes from that. So I share that with you today because we, we are brought into the heart of gratitude and thanksgiving here at the Mass especially on Thanksgiving Day, where it becomes an opportunity for us to really dig down deep and to be grateful in, in that vulnerable kind of a way to the Lord and, and to our families for the good gifts that God has given to us. And so that, there's just something good ab about that um, to kind of set the stage for the day. In the Gospel that Deacon Mike just proclaimed, based on what I shared with you, that reality of what gratitude does, maybe we could say that there's a two-fold healing that happens. There's the first healing where all 10 lepers receive the, the gift of physical healing from the Lord. But the one who returns back, the Samaritan, just based on what we know in terms of the healing power of gratitude, we could probably deduce that there's a secondary healing that that Samaritan received. If contempt, that standing back in that prideful judgment over others, and we can do that even with God, if contempt is what leads relationships to, to kind of be diseased and, and, and fall apart, gratitude brings healing because it works against the pride itself. There, there is a humility in gratitude where we look outside of ourselves to God, to our family, to others that the Lord has put into our life, and we recognize good gifts that, that don't come from us, that, that we didn't work for, that we didn't earn, that we can't lay claim to. And so I think about the Samaritan who came back to thank the Lord, and the Lord praises him for coming back and questions, where are the other nine? But in that act of thanksgiving, that gratitude that he showed, Certainly at the spiritual level, there's another healing that happens, working against what, whatever may have been in his heart. It's present in all of our hearts. You know, pride is that deep wound of original sin. So it's always, sadly, it's easier, apart from God's grace, it's always easier to turn inward and to put ourselves ahead of God and neighbor. But that act of, of deliberately being grateful bends our heart outward off of us onto God and neighbor, and it, and it heals. And that's something beautiful in that gospel that I think that we can, 
we could rightly say this is probably going on without stretching the gospel out too much. So I, I share all of that with you just to give a direction for your hearts today as we come to give thanks and then we spend the day with our families and our friends. Today, um, don't, don't be afraid to go deeper in that gratitude. Um, you may have an opportunity when you're with your families, I hope, to deliberately pause and, and to be grateful to the Lord. If, out of all the days we do it, this is the day that we have to do it. For myself, I'm gonna take uh, in the Magnificat, right in the front of this month's Magnificat, they have the, the, the prayer of blessing for this month is a thanksgiving uh, time of prayer. So there's, a, there's this gospel reading, there's a litany of thanksgiving, there's a prayer of blessing, and uh, before I go join my family, I'm gonna make copies of that, and I'm gonna lead my family through that. I know I'm gonna get eye rolls. I know it. I know that, that, that among my family, and I'm thinking of one younger sibling in particular, um, I only have one, um, <laughs> that probably he'll be like, can we get on with this? Um, but I, but I, I, I need to do that, because if we're not deliberate about it, then this day passes by, and, and, then, and then what? So I want to encourage you to, to go deeper down in, into that, that gratitude that does require some vulnerability as we thank the Lord. Um, for myself today, um, on Monday, I, I went to reconciliation. Just, I was due, it was, it was four weeks, and it's also, I'm thinking about Advent, and so I, I made my way down to, to receive the Lord's mercy uh, down at the shrine in D.C. Um, and that makes me so grateful. It just brings before my heart again just how good the Lord has been to me. I mean, every time that I, I go to confession and get to receive his mercy and the chance to start over again and the healing that he offers, it's such a good gift. And, and it's so easy. You know, I, the, the, the investment is not much because of what he has already poured out, his investment of his whole life, the shedding of his blood on the cross. It, it's almost too easy to, to receive this, this beautifully, you know, utterly gracious opportunity to start over again. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that. But that, that makes me think of the big picture of all that he's done for me and, and my conversion. And I, I go back to that often in my preaching, you know that, because the, the, the more that I, I, I keep sharing that with others, the, the more it keeps me grateful for, for what the Lord has done. I need to do that. And, and so today, I, I, I'm, I'm deeply grateful, first and, and, and at the heart of it all, for just how good the Lord has been to me and all of the ways that, that he came after me and, and found me, me being in my own way, that lost sheep and bringing me back to himself. For, for that, I am so deeply grateful. I'm also grateful, uh, always near Thanksgiving, I, I think about my mom and my dad. Their wedding anniversary is this coming Sunday, uh, so November 27th is when they were married. I know there are a couple of you who have kind of Thanksgiving uh, around their anniversaries. But for my mom and my dad, this, is, this year it's 57 years of marriage, um, and they haven't been easy. You know, when, when, when we're younger and our mom and dad try to, it may be in a good way, they, they try to kind of keep from us the struggles they go through. But as you get older, you see it, and you know it, and especially as a priest. Like, there, there's not a single marriage that is just super easy. 
Every marriage has its ups and its downs and at times very intense times of struggle. And I look at my mom and my dad and I, I see all of that, um, but I, I'm, I'm grateful for, for them and, and for their love and for their sticking with it because it's not easy. And I, I'm, I'm just so grateful for, for their marriage and, and those 57 years and just the reality with all its ups and downs of what they've been through and just that, that I get to celebrate today with them and with my, with my brothers and extended family. Um, and I'm also, I'm grateful for, for you and for, I'm grateful to be here with you. Um, normally it takes probably about three years for a, a priest to get settled into a parish um, that's outside of a pandemic. Um, so um, this past summer, uh, going into late into the summer and into the fall, um, just finally feeling like getting a little bit more normal. It, 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 just, it takes a while to, to be uprooted from a, a parish family that you were with for a dozen years and come to, to a, a new parish family. But I, I'm, I'm grateful, very grateful, that the Lord has called me here to be with you and that, that, that I get to be part of, of your parish family, our parish family, and for all that, that the Lord will, will do in the years ahead. But I am I'm very, very grateful for, for that gift. Um, I know that, that the Lord has called me specifically to parish priesthood. That was part of the early discernment that, that he took me through. But, um, so I, I know that, but, but so often in so many ways, through your own faithfulness, through your goodness to one another and to the Lord and to our parish family, I, just, I, I, I get to keep being renewed in that and very, very blessed by just by you and your witness of faith and your love for the Lord and your love for our, our parish family here at St. John. So, so those are three things that I'm grateful for today. Um, and I, I share it because I, I want the healing that comes from the gratitude. I share it with you because as the research shows, it's healing just to be present before an act of gratitude and also to be on the receiving end of that gratitude. So I, I share that with you and I pray that, that today will be a very, very blessed day for you. I, I pray that there will be a thanksgiving that comes from, from the deep parts of your heart that you're able to offer to the Lord and to those that you love around you, a, a deep thanksgiving that will bring with it the healing that, that we know comes fr from that, and, and most especially that flows from the, the healing of this greatest act of thanksgiving. Jesus, thanking the Father for the gift of being able to, able to offer his life for us, and, and our attaching our hearts to, to this great and, and, and infinite act of thanksgiving that we get to enter into each and every Mass.